It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. This song, this uh, this show should get a, a custom song by me. The Secret Show has one. Uh-huh. Why not this one? It would go. Welcome everybody to the show, and then you would go show show, and then I'd be like, yeah, and then I'd say a bunch of words, and you guys might come in and say some words, and then I'd go back to singing, and then there'd be some music, and I think it'd be fun. I I think I think we should do that. So a song is what you're describing, right? No. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Call it a song. For the most part. Who is that? What What is that melodic voice I hear? Oh, Taren? that's Taryn. I'm it back. Taryn. Oh. Yay. I feel better. Good. You should feel better. You... It would have been really bad if I were in here last time because um, I, my nose was um, a hot mess. Yeah. Just no drippy good, huh? and I, I sounded like this. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just not good. It was not good. I uh, and I really missed it because we had or I haven't been here now. This is what almost six weeks. Yeah, is that true? It feels like it. Well, yeah, it feels like it. it at feels least. like it's been a while. It was probably like yeah, because we recorded in mid mid July for our last shows, I think. Yeah, and then now it's late August. Yeah, About four weeks, four or five weeks. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I missed you all. Well, they missed you too. I bet they did. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, welcome, everybody. We have a great show for you today. Uh, a Taryn, because she did miss the last show, we assigned her to do the history of Snow White's scary adventures. Yes. So, And I like doing these shows because they break into fantasy land and break into the dark rides, mm-hmm. which a lot of people are very, very much uh, polarized on. Mm-hmm. But I personally love fantasy land, although... You know, the only ride really that you should ever go on in Fantasyland is Pinocchio. I mean, everybody knows that. Right. Just no, well, that's part, of, that's part of actually what I talk about today. We'll get into it. But just, you know, the history of these rides that no one cares about. <laughs> and I hate to say yeah. no one cares about, but like literally I, I couldn't. I was racking my brain thinking of like any person like, you know, fan of the show or just anybody that I know in my life that. If I said, what's your favorite ride at Disneyland, would they say, oh, Snow White's Scary Adventure? Duh. No one is going to say that. No one. And so I, that kind of is what makes it interesting to me to find out the history of the ride. Like, why is it still there almost? You know, yeah, <laughs> like, right. I don't know. So stuff like that, I think, is kind of cool. So okay. I like to choose these kinds of those sort of like outliner um, rides. For sure. Nice. Well, I'm looking forward to it. That is for sure. For sure, dude. Just tweaking my knob. I'm tweaking my knobs here a little bit. Don't worry about it. Wow. Uh, thanks for joining us. You can find us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, all that kind of stuff. Um, find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm assuming probably not Pinterest. I mean, we're there, but I don't think anybody Bev says that she there. keeps up with it. I know, but Bev is also the biggest liar I've ever met. So, yeah. But it's Pinterest. It's like something that she but enjoys so, doing already. I know, but for some of the other jobs that I do, I follow the ears up Pinterest and I haven't seen oh, okay. <laughs> anything gotcha. for a while, <laughs> even though she says, I, I do it. What are you doing? I don't know what yeah. you're doing. But uh, it's fine. It's, look, Pinterest is a boring, thankless job. So yeah. if anybody wants to uh, do social media, 
Let me know for, <laughs> for free. free. For free, of course, yeah. God, Matt, our archivist, he's probably going, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's doing a killer job, dude. Yeah. He's really he's really crunching the, the numbers trying to get us a bunch of information before um, the 100th episode. He actually sent me an email, and he goes, so you're saying that was show 94, but if you count them up on iTunes, there's 93 or something like that. He thinks we're missing a show. Oh. And I'm like, well, I wrote him back, and I said the S word. I was like, shoot. Um, <laughs> Shucks. If we have, if we are, that's, I can't even begin to tell you where it went. Right. But yeah. it, I wouldn't put it past us. And it was probably no. early on when, mm-hmm. you know, we were trying to do too much too, too often kind right. of a thing. Right. But, uh, you know, we'll make, we'll make it right. Supposedly this show's 95. Okay. So we have five. So I think, <laughs> are we going to have to take a break before the 100th episode? No. Terror Bear? No, because August, uh, this is for, August and then we'll have another. We'll have this two in September. For, no, you know what? This is probably this is for, for September. September at this point. This show called ninety five and ninety six September will yeah, be ninety five, ninety six September. Released. October is then ninety seven, ninety eight. This will be released on ninety on nine. So we're gonna have to make something up. We have to double up. We're gonna have to make up something. Double if, up. I'm okay with that. If Matt's correct. <laughs> If Matt, well, well if, and I'm sure he is. But but if we can't solve it, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'll go back. One day when I have a bunch of free time, I'll yeah. go back and count our shows. Or we could just take all the stuff that says 100th episode and just cross it out with a big 99. marker and write 99. You know what I have to do? Jeez. Here, I'm doing this right now. Um, one of our listeners sent me this logo that looks uh, like the, it's for the 100th show. That look here. Check this out. Is there anything behind the monitor, Terrence? Uh, no, just no. toys. You're good. Just a toy of my bag just of wisdom speeder. teeth. Yeah. Um, what are we looking at? Oh, that's oh. awesome. That is so awesome. It's a hundredth episode shirt, but it's it looks like the drum head on the uh, electric light parade. Or, I think it's the electric. Main Street Electrical Parade. Parade. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I call it the Electric Light Parade, but um, that's dope. That's not even the modified one. That's not even that's like the right one, awesome. dude. This is the right one, but it's hard to see. I. But anyway, I'm in love with it. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to put up on T Public, um, and um, we're going to I think use it for tote bags. We're going to print tote bags for the grab bags. Mm-hmm. I think we're th- I think we're going to do tote bags. We need I don't to have know a yet. meeting on this. We need to have a meeting, club <laughs> right. meeting. Okay. Um, because for the 100th for the 100th episode, episode? Uh-huh. Um, we're going to give everybody like a, a grab bag with right. probably a pair of cover ears and some pins and just some stuff, right? right? Just some cool, some stuff, really cool stuff. Raffle ticket, whatever. Okay. Uh, but Taryn was like, well, we could do canvas bags. I'm, I'm sure pretty cheap. Uh, and I was like, yeah, yeah, we could probably do that. So I think we'll we'll hit that logo on one side, and maybe uh, you know our normal logo on the under on the other side, or whatever. it looks amazing. It looks really good, yeah, right? Yeah, it does. Hopefully, it's a big enough file. Yeah, yeah, to be like true. high quality, That's super really pixelated. Cool. Yeah, but yeah. they're also dots, so it's not like you know what I mean because they're right. light bulbs, right? So it's right. not really high density graphic time, right? Yeah, um, because it doesn't need to be. That's true. That's true. So, Jeff, I appreciate that, dude. Thank you very much. That it is looks very great. cool. It Amazing. looks cool. Um, but yeah, Matt's crunching it, dude. And mm-hmm. he has like he has me a list of here. Let me try to get into this, dude. It is hot. I. Oh, sorry, guys. My bad. That's okay. I did the thing. What was that? Okay. What did you do? That was our show. <laughs> okay. Why was there music playing? Because it was at the beginning. It sounded oh, like I had paused it. Sounded it. like Matchbox Twenty or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have been you. your computer. <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. 
let me see. I know it's super hot in here. We got it. You know, when we go to the run next weekend, I got to get your dad in here just to throw that fan in there. That ceiling fan. It's like while hot. we're not here. Sure. Just put him to work. Sure. <laughs> uh, let's see. That is not the art. Where? Well, anyway, I don't have it. Uh, I don't have it here. But he has like uh, a list of all of the things, all of Terrence thinks. Nice. He has a list of all of our history episodes. He's so he cool. has a list of just everything, man. It's all the things we want to do, but we just don't do it. Like right. he, he's doing it for us, and it's amazing for free. Yeah, he's a good dude. And I was like, "Hey, are you going to be at the hundredth episode so I can like get you in?" He goes, "No, dude, I'm not going to be there." I'm like, God. "Oh, that's too bad." Yeah, Lance History Terrence thinks maybe we p- could still send him like the gift bag. Yeah, I still want to do something mm-hmm. for do something. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Give him some churro shirts. Twenty-two segments of Terrence thinks so far. Terrence, really not and enough. He, and here are all of them. Oh, that's perfect because I forget them. Sometimes I'm like, I think of the same thing, and then I'm like, wait, I think I, I think I already said that. Yeah, episode fifty. Which was on 11 to 15, 2015, we did episode 50. Wow. Right? Have you guys ever thought about if there's someone exactly like you, but on the other side of the world? Huh. <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> see, see, and I have thought about that one again, and, and I've almost said it twice then. <laughs> Oops. Episode 51. How come they don't make burger or taco or like burrito flavored gum like for dieting? He even has her weird, you know, her filler words in there. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That was what I actually agreed with you on. The uh, fried chicken with a little bit of grease in it. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yes. Oh, man. Do you remember the very first Terran Sinks? No, I don't. If a pool was, was filled pool? with carbonated water. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot about that. that was and a good one you too. could keep in carbonation, could you breathe underwater a little bit? <laughs> because she thought that carbonated water was oxygen <laughs> and not. Carbonic acid or whatever. Isn't it carbon? Carbon dioxide. Carbon monoxide. Not no. carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide. Dioxide. Yeah. yeah. Is it uh, the ox? Oxygen. But you can't breathe it, homie. I'm just saying. I know. So I, it's I. not that far off. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Yes, anyway, it's just, thanks, it's Matt. Science. I appreciate it very much. You're doing a great. You're doing a, a crackerjack job, my friend. Uh, any feedback? On the show goes to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. This thing is it's a weird angle. Uh, you can send compliments to Terrence at the above-mentioned Earl. You can say hi, hi to Bev, and anything else comes to me. I'm Jason at earsup-podcast.com. Ears up with a Z. Don't forget to check out the blog. I still need to do the next installment of the animated classics review. Oh, my gosh. Yes, Where do we do stall out? Me at ah. me doing something, which is why I have you guys do so much because I I just I'm not doing anything. Gotcha. You can support Ears Up. You can go to uh, our Amazon link and do your Amazon shopping from there. You can sign up to be a recurring donor via PayPal, or you can do it on Patreon, which is what I would suggest to you to do. So that way you get something else besides just a really cool podcast to listen to. You can go to cover. You can go to getcovers.com. I should change that on my copy, but I'm not going to. Um, and buy covers. Be really cool in the parks, man. Buy covers and help us out. And um, you can support our friends by going to earsup-podcast.com and the About Us page. There's a friends of ears up and you can support everybody who has helped make this show possible. Um, you can find live video of this show on YouTube, of course, um, until September, and it might even be bef- later on, I don't know. I think we're going to go to Twitch. I've talked about it a little bit before, but I, I still think that's a good place for us, so we'll have to figure out how all that works. Tickets are now sold out 
for the hundredth show on November eleventh. They're still sold out. Terrence is like you know rioting family. Oh, I, I just remember the. I don't know if we should do this. Do you think anyone would come? This is a dumb idea. No one's going to show up. It's going to be a waste of our time and a waste of our effort because no one loves us enough to show up to this thing and it sold out. <laughs> it did sell out. I know. Out. We yes. had to twist his arm on that like, one. For real. Did. Well, I, but I think that the comp list is like larger than the ticket sales. Don't say that out loud. Oh. It's not larger. I'll just it's, it's just it's Terrence has a giant family. No. I had to, I had to tell <laughs> his family kidding. no because he, he gave me his list too late. Oh, actually, I might have a couple slots opened up because I have a couple people who can't make it. So okay. before I tell you, um, yeah. like, well, Pink Bunny was going to be there. She's not going to be there now. No, because oh. her and Gray Bunny, which I, I see, I, right. I, I sound like I'm on Sesame Street right now. <laughs> I know. Uh, they're going to Shanghai Disney. <gasps> oh, what that's the, cool. Are you, but right, they and they're have co- chosen a different day. They're coming back on that day. On the eleventh, oh. I would so like I wanted, to be mad at them, but yeah, I get it. How do you cool. write? How it's do you cool. how do you say? I am bummed though. I'm super bummed because uh, pink is cool. Yeah, um, so is gray. That's true. That's true. Um, okay, here we go. Feedback, Taryn. Hit okay, um, this first one is. They are just kicked on, Taryn. Thank I know. you. I can see the, li- the your upper lip. You're yeah, sweating. So it feels like I'm playing basketball right now. I'm so hot, bro. Oh. Sorry for everyone looking at my sweaty back on the camera. By the way. <laughs> Um, this first one is actually a comment on our second episode. Oh, jeez! Oh. Is it? So it means people are checking us out. People are checking I, us out. I find out. it very interesting. Uh, so this was from the Finding Hotels Near Disneyland ah, episode. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, wow. some of our early works. Yeah, <laughs> half of those hotels are closed now. I know, and, and then everything I've written about that, or everything we've talked about it. It's just not even. But it's okay because his reasonable. Uh, right. His name is Norman, and his feedback has nothing to do with that. Hello, okay. Norman. Hi, Norm. Um, <laughs> I remember when the neighborhood around Disneyland had themed motels, like the Peter Pan Motor Lodge. Mm-hmm. There were also a few Disneyland connections in the Patty Hearst kidnapping from the 1970s. Apparently, one of the SLA terrorist kidnappers, Emily Harris, used to work at the original Disneyland hotel. Also, the kidnappers and Patty Hearst holed up in a quote-unquote hotel near Disneyland during the police shootout and fire that killed the other SLA members. I also wanted to know which hotel it was, but all the descriptions I've seen are vague. I mean, kind of interesting, though, right? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it's super interesting. Um <laughs> What, what what was SLA like? Yeah, Simeon Liberation is. Front. It was about monkeys, right? About Planet of the Apes tie-in or not? I'm just kidding. No, it's a bad joke. Um, yeah, that was cool, and I, so I wanted you to include because I don't know, maybe someone knows. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. like James in the chat room is probably like, well, actually, he's not there. It wasn't. It wasn't. It but wasn't Dan, really a hotel. Yeah. It's a. It's a. It was a considered a motel. <laughs> <laughs> Motels became popular. <laughs> um, so that was interesting. Okay. Uh, if anybody knows, let us know. <laughs> Now I want to know. Homie wants to know. Norm wants to know. <laughs> Norm wants to know. Uh, the next one is from Holly. She's written in a few times. Hello, Holly. Um, but we have this a is... five-time limit, though, so you can't... No, but this is a particularly exciting okay. feedback. Oh. Hey, Ears Up family. Just Hello. wanted to let you know that another one of your listeners What's is up, now engaged. Oh, gosh. Congratulations. <laughs> He did it the night before we left for Disney yeah. because he knows I couldn't handle <laughs> having nine billion people watch me happy cry and happy snot and happy blubber. Hi, Conrad. I feel your feels. <laughs> uh, so we're off on our Disneyland engagement moon. Wow. Thanks for being amazing and the awesome friends I'll probably never meet, Holly. <laughs> probably. 
That's well, cool, I'll man. I do meet you someday. Yeah. I'm, I, yeah. I'm trying to talk her into coming down. At least coming down oh, for a hundredth. Cool. Where, where are they? Because they They're said Disney. Oregon. 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 Okay. They're Oregon. Her and, uh, I don't want to say his name, but her and her man just got engaged. And we're talking on Facebook. I'm like, you got to come down. She's like, well, tickets are sold out. Just come down. Just come down and hang out with us. We'll buy you a beer. Yeah, so that's yeah. the thing. So it's at Ralph Brennan's mm-hmm. Jazz Kitchen on November 11th. So if you're there, you can't, you know, if you want to come in, you can't see the show because, you know, it's not fair to everyone who bought a ticket. But afterwards, we'll probably be around and, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, we're still going to be there for the weekend. Yeah. Or at least a couple days or something. Um, and then our last one today is from Andrea. Um, it's Andrea. T- or Andrea. Um, it's titled Fanny Packs. <laughs> Okay. So, whatever happened to the Main Street Fanny Packers? I'm down to wear one. My mother-in-law already does. Send me an email. Jason at earsup-podcast.com. I have... Here, I got them actually right here, Terry. <laughs> got them right here. I got... It's just too bad we haven't come up with one, teleportation two, yet. I have five. I have five patches left. Oh. Five... There are, we have Main room Street for five more members. That's so, it. Maybe six, because some dude paid, and then I emailed him. I was like, hey, homie, I need your address. And oh. He, and he never replied, and I hit him up again. I was like, hey, homie. Weird. Yeah. Well, Somehow we have five patches left, but I have like one, I have like probably 20 of the Main Street you oh. know, tags. So. Did you lose some or something? No, I think I just had maybe order a bunch extra. Oh. But yeah, I well, have five, so uh, hit Andrea, me up. Andrea, Andrea. 25 bucks. For a pack of three, you get the the patch, you get the Main Street top rocker, and then the, I'm not really a rocker, it's a flat line, but uh, I didn't want to, you know, have any motorcycle clubs going, do you know the... the we didn't want anybody getting beat up. I will not get beat up for this show, by the way, or for that club. I will run, I will take my <laughs> fanny pack off, I'm sorry, sir, and walk sir. away and be out of the club. You don't have to jump me out, I'm walking out. So... <laughs> And then we jump you out. And then you jump me out, right. yes. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, that's it, you said, for feedback? That's it for feedback. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, Taryn. Now, are you prepared to give your history of Snow White's scary adventures? I am. All right. Go for it. Take all it away, right. Taryn. So, um, this is a ride that we've all, we've all probably been on it, if you're listening to this show, um, but probably not because you love Snow White or because the ride is just so amazing, you have to ride it. You've probably been on it because it was a hot day and the line is both in the shade inside, but also there is no line. That's probably the, more of the reason why you've been on this. So while this ride isn't necessarily the most popular at Disneyland, it is one of the original rides uh, from the park's opening and... That in and of itself is something special. So, of course, the ride opened on July 17th, 1955. Uh, That was opening day. And there were several, several familiar hands in the making of this ride. So, to start off, I'm just going to kind of go through. And you guys are going to recognize a lot of these names from other shows, from, you know, windows we've done. Um, The main guy was Ken Anderson. He was the... Mr. Anderson. <laughs> he was the designer, and he was responsible for creating the original 1955 ride. Uh, he had an architectural background. He was also the art director for the 1937 film Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, so... Makes sense. It was yeah. a natural choice. Bring that dude in there. Right. 
Uh, he selected the scenes that were depicted and designed the ride's architecture, and he actually ended up uh, painting a lot of the ride set himself. But we'll get to more on that later. Uh, the track was laid out by Bill Martin, who we've also mentioned on the show. Uh, he had worked for 20th Century Fox um, as an art as an art director and a set designer. So this made him an ideal choice to create kind of a twisting track that helps tell the story. Um, but he had his work cut out for him. Um, as <laughs> he sure did. Well, because the because the story is terrible on the ride. Oh well, yeah. Oh okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. Well, so the ride was not built to specifications. The building was built, and then Bill Martin had to fit the ride inside of it. Okay. So I guess it kind of started. It makes sense the way Fantasyland was built. I think they just kind of built these buildings, and then they were like, oh, okay, now we need rides in them. Okay. But it probably should have been done. Like, we have this ride. Let's build this building to go around it. Right. That's the space we need kind but of a thing. But that's yeah. not really what happened. Okay. So um, Bill Martin also uh, created the conceptual tracks for Peter Pan's flight, uh, Autopia, and the submarine voyage. Okay. So he had hands in a lot of things, uh, early Disneyland. Um, Herb Ryman. God, can you imagine? Sorry, can you imagine going from Autopia to this? Here's all this land. Take it, but Snow, we're gonna we're gonna handcuff you, right? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Uh, the next one on the list is Herb Ryman. He was responsible for the uh, interior background painting throughout the ride. Okay. Um. You might recognize his name because he was also the man who created the first detailed map of Disneyland. Which I think we've all we've all seen that it's right. it's in the Disney Gallery. Um, so then there's Claude Coates. So him, along with Ken Anderson, brought that ultraviolet painting to life. Okay. Okay. So that UV, uh, the black light painting, um, was key to bringing this and and many other Disney dark rides to life. This was kind of a new style of painting at the time, um, and this is actually part of what set Disneyland's dark rides. Um, kind of on a different level than say carnival rides or something like that these like mm. it really brought a, another level of enchantment i guess for lack of a better word um, whimsy whimsy, whimsy. <laughs> yes yeah exactly okay. um so then there's blaine gibson Mm-hmm. And it's unknown exactly what his role was um, in this ride <laughs> in 1955. What exactly do you do here? <laughs> exactly. Like, it, it's pretty clear that, I mean, he was the fame, he's the famed Disney sculptor. He did everything at that time. So, it he had to have had, he had to have at least helped build some of the figures for the ride. Mm-hmm. Like, he just had to have. But it's not really documented anywhere. So you're saying he was involved, but nobody knows how. Right. Yeah, what capacity he was okay. involved. Yeah. yeah. So then later on, um, in 1961, they, they did some improvements to the ride, and that is documented where him, um, along with Jack Fergus, um, a Disney model builder, they did then have a hand in, in helping uh, with those improvements. So that's – but his name is thrown out there. It, it's thought that he was probably involved. Okay. They just don't know. Yeah, what were you doing? <laughs> uh, I feel like he had meetings with his managers, um, and then of course, um, as with most of the early Disney rides, Aero Development was involved. Um, we uh, so WED Enterprises actually designed the original vehicles. However, Aero Development manufactured them. Okay. 
Um, so these original vehicles were built to contain only a single bench. So it was a, it was a one bench car. Okay, it was very small. Um, but the the man that so there's a man named Bruce Bushman. He worked at Disney, and he patterned many of the ride vehicles at this time, and he was known to be broad. Okay, I and, understand what you're saying, yes. Like a big dude? Like a big, big dude. dude. Okay. And because he was modeling them, he used himself as the, the model <laughs> for the rides. Uh, okay. so, He's like, I'm going to help my people out right now. Yeah. Right. So what that meant is that even though this was a very small car and it only had one bench, they it could often still fit up to three teenagers. Right. So it was still somewhat sizable. Okay. Um, by the late 1960s, the original vehicles were actually replaced by double bench vehicles. Okay. And yeah. then during the bigger 1983 renovation, which happened to all of Fantasyland, um, they were then replaced with the three row seats, which I believe are still present today. Okay. Although it is impossible. This is the other thing. People don't like this ride because no one takes photos of it. Like even Dave Land, you can't find a photo of the of the ride of the car. Really? Like, there's photos of the ride, certain parts of the ride, but it is really hard to find. There goes Terrence. Google machine. The Google but, machine is see, active and right he's now. And he's going to prove me wrong. Right. But. I'm not trying to prove you <laughs> no, wrong. No, but there's a lot of photos of the Walt Disney World one because that one shut down forever. So a lot of people took pictures of it then, oh, okay, but okay, there's okay. not a lot of the Disneyland one. Okay. So, but anyway, that's why I said I believe because I can't really remember because who really goes on this ride that much. Um, <laughs> you're 100 percent right. correct. So, and then lastly, um, it's important to mention that the ride did go through some improvements from 1959 to 1965, um, and these involved our friends Yale Gracie and Raleigh Crump. Okay. Okay. So, at the same time that they were doing this, they were also working on Haunted Mansion. So, um, these uh, these improvements to the ride were a little bit more significant because they made the ride better. In that they were bringing some of that Haunted Mansion kind of vibe to it. Mm -hmm. So they added a new mechanical witch figures, or new mechanical witch figures. Um, They did individual lighting for the dark forest trees instead of, I guess, just like one single kind of light. Um, They repainted some of the uh, sets. And then, of course, Yale Gracie provided some new sound effects. Okay. Uh, So... I mean, what we've learned is that this ride was created by some of the most talented artists in the Disneyland family. Right. So why is it pretty much the the redheaded stepchild of Fantasyland? Why, why do you think that is? Well, I think there's a few reasons. Okay. Because we haven't taken a stand as a team <laughs> and said, this is the best ride. But it's not. Everybody knows everything <laughs> hinges upon what we say. Well, that's true. Unfortunately, this is not probably the best ride. Okay. But there are a few reasons why I think this ride is just sort of nobody's favorite. One, um, this is a really unique ride. So it's located in Fantasyland, which is probably the most kid area in Disneyland. I think we could all agree on that. But this is a scary ride. Um, The 1955 version was especially scary. Okay. Uh, Right, like the ride today has... Special lighting. It has some parts are dark, some parts are light. But in the 1955 ride, the entire ride was in pitch black darkness with just black lights. Nope. <laughs> I would have loved it. You kidding <laughs> and me? And it's twisting as, and turning. As a and, kid, no way. Dude. Oh yeah, probably not. Oh but no. Still I, right, and of, I'm, I mean, I, because I don't want to get hate mail. I'm sure there was some 
some spotlights kind of on like the witch and things like that. But it was generally extremely dark in there. Um, and it was actually considered the scariest ride in the park, even over Haunted Mansion once that opened up because mm. Haunted Mansion had a playful scariness to it. Right. Whereas Snow White was just plain frightening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's a running theory that this ride was meant to be Disneyland's version of a traditional spook ride. Okay. Okay. So a spook ride, it's not quite the same as like a haunted ride. Um, it doesn't necessarily need to contain ghosts or ghouls or uh, things like that or things jumping out at you necessarily. It's simply a ride where surprising things happen in perpetual darkness. And that's what this was. Um, so this theory also notes that a spook ride um, in Fantasyland actually makes a whole lot of sense given Walt's sort of idealistic views of, of what he wanted for Disneyland. Okay. So this this suggestion is that like... Fantasyland is meant to represent the many aspects of fantasy. So Peter Pan's flight would represent, you know, beauty and enchanting adventure. Okay. Uh, Mr. Toad's, on the other hand, would might represent fun and crazy adventures, where then that leaves Snow White to represent kind of more that scary and haunting adventure. Okay. So one of the major problems um, with this ride was the naming of it. When it opened in 1955... It was called Snow White and Her Adventures. So there's a few problems here. Um, one, the name suggests that you'll be seeing Snow White and you're going to watch her on her adventures. <laughs> right. Right. But um, as we've seen in, in other uh, history shows, in these original versions of these rides, Snow White was nowhere to be found because you're supposed to be the main character. And again, nobody gets this. Which makes no sense because from the original ones, the one bench cars... Didn't it have names of the dwarf on the car, yes. which makes it makes that makes even less sense. Then. Right. Okay. It's, it, just the whole thing. It. it you're also supposed just, to be riding Dopey through your own movie, apparently. Yes. Right, because you're in Dopey's bed. Like the, right. the cars are like are are supposed to be like their beds. So uh. it doesn't make much sense. Um, so. You're in fact you are Snow White on that ride at, at, at the beginning, and that makes the name Snow White and her adventures misleading. Right, um, and it left the audience yeah. confused and disappointed. Um, so Ken Anderson designed this ride um, to start in the Diamond Mines, then it continued through the Dark Forest, and then the Evil Queen's Castle, then the to the Dwarf's Cottage, and finally to Stormy Cliffs. Okay, so this makes perfect sense in terms of a dark ride adaptation of the movie. But if you're Snow White, which was supposed to be the case, this journey doesn't make much sense because <laughs> she doesn't go to those places. Right. right. So just the naming of it was confusing for people. So that was um, a, an issue. The second thing um, was that we think when, when we think about Snow White, we think falsetto singing to smiling animals, Prince Charming, and happily ever after. Right. This ride, however, was terrifying. It wasn't bright and cheery. It was dark and stormy. And audiences were absolutely unprepared for how scary the ride was. <laughs> and part of that is just because of that name. Right. It didn't... There was no suggestion that this ride was going to be a scary ride. No, there's no warning at all. It's no. just heard adventures. Oh, adventures. Okay. Great. 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 Yeah. yeah. So... Then there, then another potential reason why this ride isn't for everyone, 
and it's def- it's probably not anyone's favorite, is that like many of the original Disneyland rides, it was built in a hurry and with a lot of improvisation uh, that took place during the development. One prime example of this is the ultraviolet painting that was done in the ride. Um, so like I said, this was an important aspect of this ride because it, it made everything pop and 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 made everything more exciting. Right. Um, it was a relatively new concept, and Ken Anderson was concerned that as time went on in the park's um, life, that it was going to be difficult for the maintenance crew to upkeep the ride. So in order to counter this concern, he created a very detailed and specific color coding for the ride. Hmm. He actually had done this for other rides as well. Um, and he had corresponding drawings to go with this so that when they went to paint the ride, they would know exactly what to paint. And this was the, the time before computers. Okay. So those drawings were all that he, they had. And they got lost. Oh. And he was upset, of course. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so they got lost. And basically, somewhere along the line, I guess there was some sort of miscommunication. And the painters of the ride were just given cans of paint and told to paint, but they didn't know what they were painting. So they just started painting. And what do you mean? Like they just, they're like, Hey, paint something. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, if you think about it, it's a very dark ride, right? Right. So there's, I, I don't know. Okay. The details are a little fuzzy. Okay. At this at this portion of this of the history of this ride. Yeah. But and so I tried to make I tried to make clarity of it as much as I could, but that's what I gathered is that somebody lost the drawings and but the ride needed to get done. So they gave painters paint and they said, "Let's just paint. We got to kind of get this done." That's what okay. I imagine happening. So like stick figures for some people and <laughs> yeah. like a Mona Lisa for someone else kind of a thing. I don't know. Yeah, they okay. basically it was described as just being the paint was just slopped around. Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> so because and my thought is that say this is like a month before opening and they're freaking out things aren't done everything's going wrong at this point in Disneyland and this is all my theory but um i would think you know you've got the track you've got the car just as long as that's going people are on a ride you know like okay. let's just let's just get it there that's kind of my thought is maybe what was going on and that's why they were just given paint cans and said, just just go. Just go do it. Right. That's what I think. So, anyway. So, there, you're talking like to paint the characters and to paint the actual story within the ride. There was no no direction. There was, yes. They said, okay, this scene should probably have, here's the mind. So, go ahead and paint something. Yeah. Okay. And because, that makes a little more sense. Yeah, because there was all these drawings, but they'd gotten lost. And so, Ken Anderson... Um, he he angry. Yeah. <laughs> he mad cuz he put all this work into this. He had this whole plan and he was he was a little PO'd. So he um ended up redoing all of the drawings and doing much of the actual ride painting himself along with Claude Coates because he I think it was one of those if <laughs> If you don't do it yourself, it's not going to be done right, kind right. of thing. So, especially in, in this specific <laughs> situation, clearly nobody right. can be trusted with something. So, right. So, so he ended up taking it among himself to to repaint the entire thing, <laughs> essentially. Um, and then coats of paint. Ah. <laughs> 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 and then there, um, Mark uh, Edis. 
Uh, he worked sure. as an Imagineer from 1982 to 1983, and I think he sums up... <laughs> for a year. He wasn't very good. <laughs> he was no, an intern. No, I'm sorry, 1993. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Hired in December, fired in January. <laughs> <laughs> I was an Imagineer for a year, homie. What do you want? That's right. Um, uh, I think he sums up the problem, uh, the, the major problem with this ride in, in a very simple statement, and he said... Trash! It, <laughs> it tries too hard to tell a linear story and is not an actual experience with the story as background material. So if you think about that, Peter Pan, you're on Peter Pan, you're 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 having an experience in any ride. And in, in Pirates of the Caribbean, you're having an experience and you know, in all of these rides you're you're experiencing this thing and there's there there's also a story. In this ride, they tried to make it a story that you're writing through. And I think right. that's where their downfall was. It's almost like it's almost like Walt's obsession with walkthrough rides. Right. Where you're part of the story and you see the thing going on. Right. But you're not walking, you're you're part of it. And I and I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it because he's very obviously very story oriented, but he wants to bring story to you. And if you think about it, animation and movies are very very new. They're only 50 years old at this right. point, but Disney's making his money. You know, for doing for telling stories that you're in the middle of for 20 years only. That's not that long for technology. So he's trying to push the envelope, and it just it didn't. It sounds like it just didn't hit with this one. Yeah, right. for sure. Um, and I wonder how much that would have changed if they hadn't built the building first. You yeah. know what I mean? If they gave Homie a little bit more space, right, yeah, right. absolutely. Because then you could have thrown another scene or two in there, and kind of like, okay, it's the story of the movie that we've all kind of seen, which always sounds boring to me, right? Like I saw this, right? Yeah, much better than it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but there you go. Yeah. It, so I think that that was probably one of the the key issues that kind of surrounds the all the other issues in a way, but. Um, so even the major refurbishment of the ride in 1983 couldn't quite make this ride a fan favorite, um, but it did help um, with some of the longstanding issues. So um, our friend Tony Baxter, he was the lead designer. Our close personal friend. Yeah. Close Tony, personal friend. Tony B. Whatever. Tony B. I've tried to, get, I've tried to book that dude on this I show know. seven times, and his people just, you know, well, give me a couple dates. Here you go. And then nothing. nothing. <laughs> hey, just checking in. Sorry, Tony's on a cruise now. Oh, my God. Okay, fine. But let's go. <laughs> I know. It would be so fun. Maybe one day. He'd probably hate us. Probably. He probably listened and was like, nah. That's just probably don't. what happened. Now they don't even respond to me. They don't even write back to me now. Yeah. Hey, guys. Oops. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, uh, we've probably, like, smashed one of his, like, things at some point. And he was like, and that's Knowing the episode that's he heard. We probably have. <laughs> Knowing me, I probably did. Yeah. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. What? I was trying to be nice. <laughs> Go ahead, um, so Tony Baxter was the lead designer for the 1983 refurbishment, and there were two... Um, he did a great job. <laughs> a deft hand. Like, just a masterful... Well, <laughs> just stick with me. So there were two very notable and um, mandatory <laughs> changes okay. that needed to be made. Um, Snow White had to be present in the ride. And there had to be more clues that this was a scary ride. Okay. Those are the two things that had to get done during this refurb. Um, The first was easy. Snow White herself was finally added in 1983. And although only visible um, in the ride at one time, um, it did satisfy the frustration of audiences wondering where she was. 
in her ride. Um, then, uh, to suggest that it was a scary ride, they also added a figure, although not to the ride itself. In the 1983 overhaul, uh, Fantasyland's entire facade changed. Um, we, we already know this, but the circus tent uh, ride entrances were all replaced by darker, um, excuse me, more realistic-looking gothic stone facades. Uh, and they kind of resembled like an extension of the castle. <laughs> so at the Snow White ride specifically, uh, they not only added this dark stone, but they made it look like the Evil Queen's castle. And they had her peeking out behind the curtains several times a day to glare down at visitors below. Which is the best addition. That's awesome. Absolutely. And I didn't even know that happened until we actually started this show. Oh, really? I had no idea. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. So it, it was one of those things that was added to draw probably attention to the ride, but also to sort of point out that this is not a happy necessarily go lucky ride like there's a an evil queen staring down at you she's not smiling right <laughs> and they changed the name so it is no longer snow white and her adventure it's snow white and her scary adventure Makes so sense. yeah the word scary you can't say we didn't warn you so the the real name of the ride is snow white and her scary adventure yes yes, yes. Okay, because on, on the Disney, when they may have changed it, but on the Disney site now, it's just Snow White's Scary Adventures. Right, Snow oh. White's Scary Adventures. Oh, yeah, oh yes. maybe that's it. Snow White's Scary Adventures. Oh, okay. I just wanted to, just okay. to clarify. Yeah, I think like, I just wrote that down wrong. Okay. Um, okay, so yeah, I'm changing that. So Snow White's Scary Adventures. Okay. Uh, the, the ride concept changed um, as well. Uh, it became a, a sort of hybrid between the original 1955 version and the newer 1971 Walt Disney World uh, version, which was also overseen by Baxter. Um, and and uh, that version was deliberately made to be much more sweet and happy. So this 1983 Disneyland version um, kept a lot of the original scariness and mm-hmm. darkness, but it incorporated some of those more sweet, happy moments to try and balance out the ride a bit better. <laughs> I'm just, this is an editorial editorial note. It okay. did not work. Um, <laughs> it is not a balanced ride at all. But anyway, I'm going to move on. Well, they did, you did emphasize the word try. Exactly. <laughs> they tried. They tried. They too. did try. And I, 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 would, I, would, I would argue that they probably made it a little more balanced than it was. Yes, absolutely. But I don't know. But um, So also during um, 1983, Imagineers solved an ongoing problem with the ride. Theft. <laughs> um, at the part of the ride where the witch offers the rider an apple. Right. Uh, sneaky riders would often try and steal that apple, and they succeeded more often than not. <laughs> um, so during this reboot, Imagineers made the apple a projection rather than a prop. Nice. I heard um, from one of our friends that works there that uh, the it was like a prop apple. Like they would build it every time, and every people would just step off the ride and snake it. So they would go to like the store... You know, and buy those like fake, you know, plastic apples, yeah, and put it up because then it was like a dollar, right? You know, versus like someone in the prop department going, okay, I have to recast another apple, right? Repaint it and do the whole thing, right? But yeah, now it's a now it's a projection. Makes sense, but it also kind of it makes you wonder, like, you know, there's so many projections now, like how many of them are for reasons like this? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like people trying to steal little trinkets and things, punks. So, uh, 
then aside from some other uh, minor adjustments and touch-ups here and there, I mean, the ride remains relatively the same now as it did in 1983. And that's pretty much it. All right. That's the history. Cool. Very good. good. You know what I would do to change that ride? I thought you were going to say to change what you said. I was like, ouch. You know what I would do is rewrite the whole thing. No, in the the mine scene where like the doors are ringing, I would just include a big water cannon that would just shoot right at you. And that would, that would, that would bring their mining practices into the, at least semi-modern times, you know what I mean? Wow. The water cannon, you spray all the rocks away and it just spins right at you. And you you get hit in the face. It's, It's a good thing. Yes, it'd be good. Uh, good job, Taryn. You did uh, you did a thing, and that was good. No, it was and very good. It honestly made me want to go on the ride again. Nope. Like, <laughs> I don't mind the ride. I don't have anything. I don't mind the ride it. either. It's just boring. Yeah. I, I, well, I, and it ends really abruptly. I don't like that. Yes. Yeah. I, I didn't. Ca- I mean, I don't know. I, do I care about that? I don't know if I care really a whole lot about that. But um, it's just not an interesting ride. Yeah, for I, me, I know I don't really care about it at all, to be honest with you. And you're right; it does. It ends, it ends very abruptly. It's yeah. kind of strange how it's like, oh my goodness, they're chasing her, and he lived happily ever after. What in the world happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, it's it's a fine, it's fine. But e- even when you're walking through Fantasyland, everything else is super long, and you're kind of just bored. Yeah, I still don't even go on it. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. Because I just it I don't is know. an original though. I mean, there's sure. it's got that. That's why I've been on it. But like for the most part, I don't care about Snow White. I know the story. But then again, I've been on Haunted Mansion a whole lot, and I know the, you know what I mean. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting how we have these favorite rides that we really really love, and we won't touch something like Snow White. Right. That's an original, <laughs> you know, ride. It's um, as nostalgic as we can be right. about Disneyland. Just us, everybody in general, Disneyland fans. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting how we have favorites and how we choose what rides we go on and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Disney news? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Present and future with all the news that's fit to cover. It's the Ears Oops. Up Disney News. Let's try that again, huh? Just started like <laughs> halfway through. That was weird, yeah. March in the past, present, and future with all the news that's fit to cover. It's the Ears Up Disney News. Huh. Broken. Things are broken. My favorite part of the song is where it's just the banjo goes. Okay, here's some good news. Yay! Disneyland is cleared to add 455 parking spaces to its Toy Story lot. Wow, times 20. That's a lot That's a lot of money coming <laughs> that's in. That's a lot of dough, man. That's a lot of money. And a move that will help prepare for the expected onslaught of visitors to its Star Wars land opening in two years, Disneyland Resort is adding more parking spaces to its off-site parking lot. Disneyland got unanimous approval from the Anaheim Planning Commission last week to add an additional 455 parking spaces to its Toy Story lot off Harbor Boulevard and Convention Way. Guests parking there are shuttled over to the theme park's interest. The Toy Story lot will increase to 5,378 parking spaces. Wow. Disney charges a $20 parking fee. 
Uh, we're pleased to offer the event. Uh, excuse me. We're pleased to offer even more parking options for our guests. Well, thank goodness. Said George Savas, a Disneyland spokesman. Uh, well, what else are you? That's your quote. We're ha- basically we're stoked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're happy to to to, we're do, excited to do our project to lay down some asphalt for you. What? A, I mean, cool. That's a that's a banger, dude. <laughs> uh, as part of the agreement with the city, Disneyland will replace six foot walls separating the parking area from nearby apartment complexes with a sixteen foot wall, a uh, sixteen foot tall sound wall made of masonry blocks, and will landscape with rows of Canary Island pine trees. Disney plans to add new lighting for the parking lot and a ramp. My computer just froze up. Oh, no. We're still recording. Okay. <laughs> Why are you freezing, Holmes? Everything broken. Hmm. What? Yeah. 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 No, there's no way. <laughs> oh, I thought there's no just way. Just go in on it. Just go in on the, yeah. on the beat. <laughs> there's no way. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Well, let's finish this story. I mean, I can't do anything else. Huh. Um, <laughs> Disney plans to add new lighting for the parking lot and a ramp that would connect to its tram depot. I know that's depot, but I'm being weird. Uh, the extra space at the southeast corner of the parking lot will serve as an overflow parking area. Otherwise, it will continue to be used as a stormwater detention basin. Very, okay. Yeah. Detention. Huh. Odd. On the days it rains, guests will not be allowed to park in that section. So guests will be able to park in that section every day of the year. That's why? 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 I'm sure, like the flood zones yeah. and oh. you know grading and all that kind of stuff. Um, blah, blah, blah. The, rest, the rest of the story goes on to to bemoan the um, parking. We all know the parking. I like that there. that they think what that the? that's such good news. Is that like they're building another parking lot, like. Yeah. Cool story, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So what, 5,000 parking spaces, he said? 20 bucks, like 100, what, 100 grand a day? 53. Uh, I, I would was, be able to scroll up, but I can't because my computer. It was 455 parking spaces at $20 a, a 455 day. additional parking spaces? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, but so it's like 53 money. something. That's insane, dude. That's insane. Yeah. Are we, Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. And I don't know. Here, let me get my phone. Oh, hey, yeah. Man, there we, we go. We got time to kill. Why not? Oh, look at that. It's already up. That's fast. Little computers are cool, fast. man, but that's the first time it's ever hung up on me like that. Yeah, that was really weird. It's a good thing it did it while we were alive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's always the best time. Better than before when we're trying to test everything out. Yeah. It's great to do it when we don't want it to happen. Yeah. Oh, look at that. I love Chrome. Restore. <laughs> Give me all my pages back. Chrome. Now it's going to all freeze again. <laughs> Probably. Isn't that clear? Okay, we can ditch that one. Close. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that story. I mean, it's fine. It's, it's fine. great. Uh, but it's I don't. Good, we don't I guess, park there, but... so whatever. But it's mainly just for people who you know, if you want to park there. But I just feel like they're like there. tooting their own horn for building another parking. No, lot. it was a weird. It was a weird quote. But it's good to know that they 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 know they're going to get murdered on parking because they already get people yeah. already complain about parking all the time mm, there, that's so. true uh here's a here's a cool one and taryn and i will will be trying to go on on saturday if you want to go uh, okay. Terrence. um the exhibition of raleigh crump at the oceanside museum of art i believe is what it is but this article is terrible uh it's called raleigh crump it's kind of a cute story it runs august 26th through february 18th curated by bob wow. self 
This exhibition invites the public to step into the whimsical mind of dreamer and designer Raleigh Crump with the world premiere of a walkthrough exhibition highlighting his 65-year career as one of the most imaginative attraction creators in the theme park history. As a nonconformist member of Walt Disney's hand-picked Disneyland design team, Crump was the eccentric architect of endearing and enduring... <laughs> environmental art installations that have stood at the forefront of a vibrant pop culture landscape for over half a century. Crump's contributions to It's a Small World, The Enchanted Tiki Room, The Haunted Mansion, and other Disneyland attractions were trend-setting at the time of their creation, and they remain entirely relevant today in a multi-billion dollar industry that has grown perpetually and exponentially from the creative seeds planted by Crump and his peers. From his days with within Disney's inner circle of pioneers and throughout all of his personal and professional endeavors, Crump has been a good-natured contrarian. Hey, that's me. <laughs> Without the good-natured part. A visual provocateur who infused each of his projects with his own offbeat aesthetic. This will be a journey through a world of spinning propellers, marching toys, living clocks, and talking tiki's. Museum goers of all ages will encounter magic, humor, inspiration every turn. Uh, yada, yada, yada. I'm trying to figure out what, uh, yeah, the Oceanside Museum of Art, which is about an hour south of Anaheim. So I think Tara and I will go next Saturday. You know, I was, just, I was looking at the map and it might even just make sense to get a, a room down there or something. Because that's like almost San Diego, I think. No, it's, Oceanside's pretty deep. Yeah, I mean, San Diego's about three hours. Well, we'll talk about yeah. it because our friend uh, Matty might want us to go to his house, and I think he's up. So mm. we'll it, see. A, it seems like a really cool thing, though. I really want to go. Plus, the Bagby Beer Company is down there, and that dude makes awesome beer. So I'm excited okay. to go to that. Well, there you go. And there you go. There we go. There we go. Close the thing. Okay, here we go. Um, refresh. There we go. Disney is offering discount park hopper tickets for annual pass holders. Now, you know I'm not talking about Disneyland because I say Disney. Oh, right. so Florida. Okay. Right. Um, people can buy... Oh, okay, here. Disney is offering a special deal where annual pass holders can purchase a one-day park hopper ticket for $79. That's awesome. People can buy up to six tickets at guest relations uh, locations and ticket windows when they show their pass holder cards. Tickets must be used on the date of purchase. So for blackout dates over there. Uh, no, it's for family members. Yeah, for family oh, members. Dope. So, so like when That's we amazing. don't Isn't have our awesome? passport, you can we can go with you and you can buy us all tickets for a certain. No, day. but you can only get one day, right? Correct. Yeah. The $79 ticket. One day and then the next then day the you next get it day. one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Do that. Uh, it covers either child or an adult. Great. Yeah. Right. But so I guess tickets do. But right. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it's the same price for both, I guess, is what they're trying to clarify. Okay, that makes sense. But making it sound really okay. nice. Really nice of them. It covers right. either. Uh, gives access to all four Walt Disney World Parks, Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, and Animal Kingdom for one day. Normally, a non-Florida resident could pay up to $174 for a similar oh. adult park harper ticket and up to 168 for a child. At that point, just make them both the same price. Yeah, yeah. For the love. 11 bucks. <laughs> Thanks. The yeah. Bring a Friend Thanks offer <laughs> runs out September 30th, which marks the end of the company's fiscal year. No okay. coincidence? No, I think not. I think not. Right. <laughs> uh, Disney offered a similar promotion last year. Earlier this month, the company disclosed its revenue jumped 12% to $4.9 billion in the third quarter. What? That's insane. 
The park opened Pandora, the world of Avatar, in May, but what drove the growth were international operations, such as Shanghai Disney Resort and Disneyland Paris, in addition to the already announced Star Wars Land and Toy Story Land. Coming to Hollywood Studios, they revealed a slew of rides. We already know that. But, I think uh, this is awesome. I think it's cool, um, but I think it's messed up because we don't... I well, mean, no, we'll never get this. Yeah. We'll never get this. They're trying to get people to not go to Disneyland. I don't know what they're trying to do, man. I mean, they're not really, but like they're trying to... I don't know. This is like a really good reason to have an annual pass there. We don't have any really good reasons except that we're crazy. Right. Well, if you get the annual pass for both, the deluxe pass... Remember Jeff? Jeff? The... He went 2,000 times? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, he has a pass for both because there's no blackout dates here. And okay. he goes to Disney World, I guess, or something like that. So Wait, he can't go to Disney he can't World. can't go to Disney World. I think we're I think you're getting some stuff confused. Yeah, because he can't go to Disney World because he goes to Disneyland every single day. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because I thought, oh, I see. Okay, no, you're right. I w- yes, I forgot about that. So I think he has the pass for both parks, but he just goes to Disneyland every day. Well, no, because they have a Disneyland pass that you can go every day. Oh, do they? Yeah. I have that. Yeah, that's oh, okay. Yeah. That's like the premium. Wow, we have the deluxe. I'm not only confused on one thing, I'm confused <laughs> on many <laughs> things. Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna, I'm going to look for him next week when we're in the park. I'm yeah, blow him. him up on social media. Bro. No, no, I, I want to look for him like a Where's Waldo kind of a thing. <laughs> like like a I wanna, Mickey? Yeah, I want to see if I can find him. Hidden Jeffy? <laughs> yes. Hidden Jeffy? Here's something that's kind of cool, but it's full of puns. It's an article from Disney, like Disneyland, the Disney company, mm-hmm. and it's full of terrible Disney puns. Yes, it's going to be punny. Uh, for it. <laughs> I, okay. Read the entire thing. I will. As it's read. <laughs> I will. With no size. Okay. <laughs> hex exclusive. Disney photo pass opportunities <laughs> available during Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. Not exclusive. Hex exclusive. Good oh. so far. <laughs> Great start. Great start. We're here. Yes. Okay. Uh, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party at Magic Kingdom Park is full of fantastic entertainment. Yes, it is. With character experiences, the Boo to You Halloween parade. Happy Hollow Wishes fireworks, Hocus Pocus villain spelltacular, trick or treat. These are those are things you can do. Yes, these are things. Trick or treating throughout the park and numerous bewitching attractions open for your enjoyment. There are so many different ways to conjure up an enjoyable evening. Oh boy! I know. While you're materializing. Yes. Around the park during the event. Don't forget to take advantage of wicked party exclusive magic shots, animated magic shots, and photo opportunities from Disney Photo Pass service. Below, you'll find which enchanting photo ops will be available and information about where you can unearth them during the party. You need a bucket so to vomit into. Oh, my gosh. so the reason, uh, um, and it, it does look pretty cool. So there's some animated ones here too. Um, I'll, I'll pop the music up a little bit, but they're basically just really, really well lit, and then you can get a shot in front of the the castle or in front of the train station, and they have like here you guys can see. So it's like HDR almost. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it it just it looks computer generated in the background, right? Um. So they probably just pull you out, and there's like a moon there, and it's like a tree, and then there's a headless horseman next to him, next to these people that are trying to act scared. But then there's this, um, like a, and it's like a gift basically. So these people are standing next to the pumpkins on Main Street, and then these these ghosts kind of pop up and look at them, and 
That's cool. That's it, cool. It's kind of cute, I guess, right? And then they disappear and whatever. Um, can I tell you? Can I tell you? Um, Matt in the uh, chat says that this segment is so ghouled. <sighs> Matt. And uh, here's another one where. But I think and oh and then um, they're standing in front of the castle and then the um, uh, ballroom dancers from the haunted mansion come in and nice. scare you or whatever. But you're it's a photo of you and then it's just animated like over it. So it's and awesome. This is, this is Disneyland, not Disney World, or is it both? Or I don't know actually. Oh, okay. Um, during parties, there's also a number of festive props you can use in your photos at various locations around the park. A spirited photo opportunity. Inspired by the 1929 Silly Symphony, the Skeleton Dance near Ariel's Grotto, available after dark, and a lamp inspired by the Haunted Mansion ceremony uh, Cemetery Watchman that you can include in your photos near the attraction entrance beginning around 8 o'clock. I believe this is Disneyland. No, Disney World. Oh, if you want to world? summon all of your charming vacation photos from the yada yada blah 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 blah. Um, so pretty much Disney World is getting all the cool stuff. Yeah, I thought it was Disneyland too, but I guess yeah. not. That's too bad. Sorry, guys. It's pretty dope, though. Well, Sounds cool. kind of cool. It's cool for people in Florida. Here's the last one we'll do. Um, fireworks finale. The Muppets take the bowl. Muppets? Muppets in the news? The Muppets take the bowl is more than just a concert, more than just a performance, more than just a play on an iconic movie title. You know, the Muppets take Manhattan. Yeah. Okay. It's the Great Muppets movie. starring in a unique mix of inspired chaotic entertainment as never seen before, live and in person on stage at the legendary Hollywood Bowl. Overflowing with music, laughter, parody, dancing, classic, and new sketches, a fireworks finale, and who knows what else. The Muppets take the bowl will take you on a sensational, inspirational, celebrational journey from possible hum- beginnings to improbable, <laughs> amazing Hollywood stardom. Join Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Fozzie the Bear, Great Gonzo, Animal, uh, Sam Eagle, one of my favorites, yes. Pepe the King Prawn, which, by the way, if you want to follow a Muppet on Twitter, follow Pepe. What? <laughs> I didn't even know they were on Twitter. Oh, my God. Pepe's amazing. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> And the entire Muppet cast, some who have not been seen in over 35 years. Wow. Along with Thomas Wilkins, the Hollywood Bowl Orchestra, and a special surprise celebrity guest for a once-in-a-lifetime event you'll never forget. That is Friday, September 8th, Saturday, September 9th, and Sunday, September 10th. So it's not I would really... only go to that if Chip the IT guy was going to be there. Oh, I'm sure he will. <laughs> he is my new favorite Muppet. Um, I really want to go to this. I know, but I we're really we, want to go to this. It's not going to happen. And look, let me tell you guys: um, if you if you go to the Hollywood, if you've never been to the Hollywood Bowl and you want to do that, you should do that. Um, but it's also um, Hollywood Bowl has some cool dining packages and and, and yeah. stuff like that, dude. It's, Pretty good restaurant. Yeah, there. good wine. But don't drive and don't take an Uber. So I don't know how you get there or leave, but <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, so here, Pepe the King Prawn. He's uh, his Twitter handle is Spicy Prawn. <laughs> okay, here's his most recent tweet. Turns, you know you go, you know you go to a lot of parties when your phone automatically connects to twelve different Wi-Fi's on your drive home. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's funny, right? You gotta uh, say it in his voice. I can't do that. <laughs> My best advice is fake it till you make it. What other people don't tell you is that you got to keep faking it even after you make it. Okay. Because his big thing is, okay. Yes. Okay. I like that. Um, <laughs> if you're going to slip the host at your restaurant some monies to get you and your day to table, make sure it's bills, not change, okay? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I had a cold two weeks ago and told my mama, 
big mistake. She called me every day since to make sure I'm drinking enough fluids, okay? Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I just, uh, I don't know, Are dude. Are there other Muppets on Twitter, too? I think most is of the Chip, main ones. Chip the IT guy should be on Twitter. You want to find out if Chip the IT yes. guy is on Twitter? Let's find out. I think I have a crush on Chip the IT guy. You would, though. He is absolutely on Twitter. He is? There's a few of them, though. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yes. You know, it's it's not at the real chip. Yeah, (laughs) you would need they would need to be verified. And that's not. Did I tell you guys that someone tried to talk me out of my uh, Instagram handle? No. What is it? Yeah. What is your Instagram? uh, handle? Terrence Green. Right. Okay. Your name. Right. So this dude uh, messaged me on Instagram and he goes, hey, man. Um, I got a lot of stuff coming out right now. I'm starting, starring in some Step It Up show that's coming out. I'm doing this and that. Uh, would you mind putting a number after your name or an underscore or something? I was like, wait, some guy told you to do that. Yes. Like, because he wanted your name? Because he wanted my name because his name is Terrence Green. Mind you, his Twitter, his Instagram name right now is something like, like King Swag or something stupid like that, right? (laughs) And I was like, no, bro, um, nah, I'm not going to do that. You know, I Did he offer you money? Not a penny. But if this dude <laughs> comes out like with the step it up thing, and, <laughs> 10 grand. Got it. 10 grand. Wait, it, what do you mean step it up? What are you talking about? There's some, so I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look like at my the, Instagram like right now. Like the, the movie Step It Up? Yeah. And there's then, a show coming out. And he's going to be on it. Oh, wait. Did I miss that? Yes. So yeah. he's he, So he's like an actor. He messaged me saying An actor. Ha- he's an actor saying I have this stuff that this I have stuff coming out um and I want your I I'm sorry, I want your um oh, I gotta look up on my phone. I Please want your do. Twitter name as Did, a backup. As a backup? As a backup. In uh, case people no. don't respond well to King Swag sixty nine sixty nine, yeah, that's probably Wait, not did the it, most. Did he, uh, did he have like a professional name from the head? <laughs> yeah. right? Did he at least have like an IMDb page or anything? Um, I'm sorry, Raw Swagger. My bad, Raw, Raw Swagger. Swagger oh, that's good. So uh, I loved uh, when he wrestled against the Undertaker. <laughs> all right, so Raw Swagger. So, uh, uh, um, hey, what's up, man? That's how we're gonna. That's how he starts it up. Okay. Was wondering how attached you are to your Instagram name. You, you. It's my name. Right. Pretty attached. We have the same name. I'm interested in it, and was wondering if you could uh, add maybe a number or underscore. This is as awkward as you to read as it is for me to type. But I have some films on the way, and I'm and I'm gonna need a backup account. I'm a like I M M A. I'm a. This clearly didn't come from his agent or his lawyer. No, no, no right. this is straight from his phone. Right. I'm gonna need a backup account. It'll mean the world to lions to. Li- oh, sorry. It'll mean the world to the Lionsgate fam. Oh, Let me know. Jeez. Oh well, you gotta rep the Lionsgate fam. I imagine that's the distribution. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. Now, so distribution me... probably is like, well, you should contact him and see. Make why sure... would they care about his backup? Name? Why would ter- Why would he? Why would Terry care, care about about Lionsgate? Listen, Ross yeah. Swagger. Right. You have an Instagram name. You could be Terrence Green. Oh one. Oh one. And I almost took. The real you Terrence should. Green on Instagram before he can snatch it up. Do it. I will. I will do it. On Twitter and all them Johns. <laughs> do it. Happening. Take all of them. But, uh, between this and the secret show, I'll, I'll do it. I'll oh start taking God. all this stuff. Do it. But I mean, for real, like if you, if, if the Lionsgate fam. fam really cares about this, throw me some bucks, man. Yeah. Throw a number, put a number on right. it. Right. For sure. 
Yeah. So you told nothing. them. So what did you say? Like, no, I'm I said, not, no, very, very attached. I have things going on as well. And then he was like, all right, well, you know, peace and love, homie, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, so I feel Ross like, Wagger, I feel like on, Ross Swagger is like uh, an extra in uh, some step it up thing. And he's just taking it among himself. Like he, he feels like he's going to be a big star. That's my thought. So he's reaching out to you. Before that happens, I don't know. I think that um, I think that you know he had raw swagger because he's coming up as an actor. He finally lands a gig, and his um, his distribution network and his his manager are probably like going, "Okay, you need to to grow up a little bit, raw swagger." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he ain't getting my name. No. Sorry, if he blows up. If he's like the next no, Drake or something like name. that, that ten thousand might have a couple extra zeros put on the on the back of that. Hmm. Even just ten grand, ten grand, whatever, dude. You, and you know what the thing is? He's like, man, I can't believe I got it for ten grand. I'm like, I can't believe someone paid ten grand for a name, for right? <laughs> that, that didn't want to put anything else behind it, Not, <laughs> or in front of it. I got it. I'm gonna have to start checking. I'm gonna swoop up all these other names. You real quick. At you the, camp on them at the really real Terrence Green, <laughs> the realist Terrence, the realist Green. Terrence Green. This fool's gonna be stuck. I mean, you can put the only Terrence Green. You can do all sorts of stuff instead of contacting you. I'm gonna go on Twitter and see if Ross Swagger's taking on Twitter and take that one too. Please do. Oh, this guy should have never contacted you. Wrong people. <laughs> yeah. Wrong people to mess with. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, okay, let's do our Disney news. No, our, uh, <laughs> excuse me, our fact of the show and then get, and then, and then bail out, right? Yeah. Let's do that. All right, good show, Taryn. You did great. Thank yes. you. And um, all that kind of fun stuff. Here we go. With my mouse from 25 <laughs> years ago, let me scroll over. I feel like an old man trying to shuffle. Like I can't make one step far. I have to like make four small steps to swipe the, the, the mouse from right to left. Um, Tarzan, Tarzan's treehouse, okay. is one of the only realized walkthrough attractions that made it into the final park. I oh, I never even thought about it as a walkthrough, yeah. but it yeah. is. Originally several were planned, including a version of for Haunted Mansion, Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland. Haunted and Pan never saw their walkthrough versions, but Alice in Wonderland got a modified, modified walkthrough maze with the opening of Disneyland Paris. Since uh, since then, that attraction has been rebuilt in Shanghai in Disneyland, but themed after the live-action version of the movie instead. So there you go. Cool. Pretty cool news. Uh, what's, what are you laughing at, Terrence? Uh-oh. Step it up as a Lifetime series. Oh, really? Hey, he's got some stuff coming out. Holmes? All right, 20 bucks. Hey, everybody, everybody <laughs> got to start somewhere. You That's know, true. he got a signing bone. It's fine. Started from the bottom. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. That's where your negotiations will be. Exactly. Never get up. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in, and uh, we will see you in the parks.